vaccinated people are now going to have to begin wearing masks in some indoor places. Why this is stupid and also why it's not a good idea to get the vaccine in some instances. This is the conservative crusader. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. From the front lines of the America First movement, this is the Conservative Crusader. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. I am your host today. So I want to talk a little bit today about the vaccine, and then I'm also going to talk about a little bit about Texas Sixth uh, Congressional District special election. So NBC News has released an article saying CDC recommends the vaccinated wear masks in areas where with low vaccination rates. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention issued new guidance on Tuesday recommending indoor mask use in areas with high transmission rates after new data suggested fully vaccinated individuals are not just contracting COVID-19, but could potentially affect others. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said recent studies have shown that those vaccinated individuals who do become infected with COVID have just as much viral load as the unvaccinated, making it possible for them to spread the virus to others. Based on that finding, Lenski said the CDC is also recommending that all school children wear masks in the fall. This is an absolute joke. People were getting vaccinated because the CDC came up with guidance that you don't have to wear a mask indoor or outdoor if you get vaccinated. That is the point of the vaccine. And so here is a little bit of a break in their logic that I have yet to hear answered. If you can still catch COVID and still spread COVID, So you're going to have to wear a mask. Why should you get the vaccine? If you have the vaccine, so you're not going to get sick from COVID. Why should you have to wear a mask? This is a flaw. This is flawed logic. We know the CDC is the definition of flawed logic because of what happened in 2020 and the beginning of 2021. And the fact that it's starting over again proves that we're never going to get rid of COVID. We're never going to get rid of this virus. So should we lock down again? Should we make everyone wear masks again? Should we socially distance everyone forever? No, because we didn't do that for the cold. We didn't do that for the flu. I had a cold case every year, but this past year, and I wasn't wearing a mask. So I don't know how that logic works out either. But another thing with the vaccine are vaccine reactions. According to CDC.gov, you're likely to get tiredness, headaches, muscle pain, chills, fever, and nausea. That sounds a lot like COVID symptoms. Not to mention that we don't know it's going to happen in the long term because these are not FDA-approved vaccines. These are uh, FDA-authorized for emergency use only. But we really don't know what's going to happen for the future. We hear a lot about young girls that are in their birth-giving ages, is how I'm going to describe that, are missing their period every month that pretty much allows them to get pregnant and have children because of this vaccine. We don't know what's going to happen to men who get this vaccine either, but we know that's already happening happening to women. So tiredness, headaches, muscle pain, chills, fever, and nausea. Young men my age are getting heart inflammations. You could possibly get a blood clot. 
These are all symptoms of the COVID vaccine that I really don't think it makes sense to, for that reason to get a vaccine that has a 99% survival rate, 98%. I don't know what the actual survival rate is now. And 49.8% of the population is currently vaccinated. Vaccinated. So for that reason alone, 50% of the population is immune to COVID. So why should the other 50% have to wear masks to protect them when they're not going to get sick? Why should I, I'm not vaccinated, I'm not planning on getting the vaccination, have to wear a mask to protect Karen Susan, Susan Karen, down the road, who has gotten her COVID vaccine, who wears two masks, who wears gloves, who wears a hazmat suit every time she leaves her house. The science here, the science that Democrats seem to believe in is not adding up. The science that is saying that we need to mask every single person before they leave their house, whether they get the vaccination or not, is not adding up. The science that is saying that you have to get the vaccination is not adding up. The science that Democrats seem to love is not adding up whatsoever. So that's about it for my vaccine portion of this episode. I want to talk about the special election in Texas's 6th Congressional District. I don't know if you guys can see that sign behind me. Uh, Mike Carey for Congress. I think you can see it if I switch to this camera really quick. You can see it behind me right there. Is a special election sign for Mike Carey, which is President Trump's endorsed candidate in Ohio's 15th Congressional District runoff. So the special election runoff for Texas. This is from Decision Desk HQ. For Texas's 6th Congressional District was a sleepier affair than most other special elections. Total turnout for the May primary was 53,000 less than the special election in New York's 1st District, despite Texas's 6th District having over 100,000 more residents. Democratic voters and analysts lost interest in Texas 06 when no Democrats and two Republicans, Congressional Widow Susan Wright and Texas State Representative Jake Elsey, advanced to the runoff. Wright's runoff campaign spent less money than average for a competitive congressional election, and neither candidate's campaign has built a national profile. Neither Republican's message attempt to appeal Democrats, and both appear to expect a Republican-dominated runoff with over lo- with lower overall turnout. The geographic concentration of re- the Republican bases of support gives Susan Wright an advantage, but regional differences in turnout will decide which Republican wins election to Congress. So that was a pretty much overall... This is their article from seven days ago. It has turned out that uh, Jake Elsey has won. He will be the next congressional representative from Texas's 6th. Only 40,000 people came out to vote. In 2020, 339,000 people turned out to vote. For the general election for this seat, the special election... 78,000 people turned out to vote. That was where Michael Wood was there. I think he was a very anti-Trump candidate. His entire platform was being anti-Trump. If I remember right, if that's the right candidate, I think it was. Yes, yes, okay. Michael Wood, that was his district. Jake Elsey, 
won this election. Susan Wright was the Trump-endorsed candidate. And people are saying, that shows that you shouldn't flaunt your Trump endorsements because obviously Trump has lost his way, he has no influence in the party, and you're wasting your time spending money on advertising on something underneath your yard signs on your ads that say, endorsed by President Trump. I completely disagree. This election, which let's see, look, looking back at 2020, had 149,530 Democratic voters. Uh, Ronald White, uh, Wright, sorry, um, had 179,000 votes. So there's only 30,000 more Republicans in this district. Democrats, if I can find the screenshot, I'll put it up on screen, were sending out fundraising texts saying to get out and vote for Jake Elsey because Susan Wright is a Republican who is supported by President Trump. So Jake Elsey got 53% of the vote, 20,000 votes, because of Democrats coming out and supporting him. Do I think that in a competitive district like this, in a general election, having endorsed by President Trump will be the best thing to have on everything? No. But I think in a Republican primary, which this was no longer a Republican primary, that was not important. That, that was not an important thing to have, Trump's endorsements. Susan Wright had a very flawed campaign. Jake Elsey, I think, was out almost every day campaigning. Susan Wright was out talking to like three people a day, from what I can understand. I'm not in Texas's 6th District. But I think this shows that if Republicans can't get out and support one candidate, let's talk about the endorsements in this race. Susan Wright was endorsed by President Trump, Ted Cruz, and Elsie was endorsed by Crenshaw and former Governor Rick Perry. That's just a little general overview. But if Republicans can't get out the vote, then Democrat-supported candidates are going to win. That is pretty much shown here. That's a little bit about... uh, Texas's 6th Congressional District. Now, I do want to make a little public disclaimer. Uh, I am a current volunteer with Carry for Congress. I do not represent the campaign in any form. And I am telling you to get out and vote on August 3rd. And if you do go out and vote on August 3rd on OH15, then make sure you vote for Mike Carey. Once again, not a representative of the campaign. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of The Conservative Crusader. Um, Talk to you guys in the next episode. Stay tuned.